Oh, what is the word? Almost back with another one on this Friday night. How y'all doing? You already know, boys, feeling great, feeling great. Got this shit spot. We got Euro 2020 Sunday. NBA Finals going crazy. UFC 264. 264 Saturday night. Connor, Dustin. We got the Notorious versus the Diamond. The Trilogy. Oh, I cannot wait. Woo-wee. I cannot wait for that shit. That shit's gonna be gas, son. That shit's gonna be fire. We got the we got the UFC 264 breakdown. We're gonna recap the last show when our last hitters. Boy, boy, was we on fire? I'm gonna tell you that one. And we're going over the Copa America. We dropped the third place game. Which is happening in two minutes, eight o'clock, and I actually gotta get my get my bet in. I'll drop it on the social media. I write down what my lock is and all the info and shit, and I don't even place the bet myself. But it's all about the fans and making sure y'all get them locks, them hitters. So we gonna get this shit in quick, and you already know what y'all doing on this Friday night, cause I'm about to. Let's pull up some. Let's pull up some for the folks. Deadass, we got fucking. We got two minutes to get these straight locks in. After I put it in, I'll go over it quick. Give you a little bit of reasoning behind it. And then the big game, the huge game. What everybody cannot wait to see and what everybody wanted to see in the final. Brazil versus Argentina. That's going to be a hell of a game, man. Over under at two and a half with the over at plus 155. I think that'll be a 1-1 draw. Go to extra time. Maybe PKs, maybe Neymar or Messi shows some greatness. But hold on, let me get this shit in quick. There it is. There it is. At plus 230 odds, we're sending Columbia minus 120 and the over two and a half. Lineup for the game. It's actually not bad. Them boys. Them boys got a got a low-key squad. This starting Zapata up front. This starting Cardona. And Diaz, the one who scored the goal last game versus Argentina. He's starting on the left wing. Cudrado. He's on the right wing. And obviously starting Yeri Mina and sent him back. But the big, big loss for Colombia. You got Ospina on the bench. Pretty sure he picked up a, a little injury. That's why he's not starting. But with Vargas in goal, that's something to watch. He might give up. Might give up an easy goal. I hope he doesn't. But knock on wood quick for that. You dig what I'm saying? But you got Peru coming in 4-1 and 3 since June. Gave up 3 plus goals 3 times, but they're just coming off the game versus Brazil where they only gave up one goal. Lost one nothing, but that was a tough game. It's in the semifinal. And it it was 
not not a close game because Brazil pre pretty much dominated that. But it was a game where Gabriel Jesus, he got that crazy red card. He was wilding out with that high boot, hit dude right in the face. Obviously, you're going to get a red card for that. So he got sent off. Brazil held on one nothing, but Peru still played a solid performance. With four wins out of eight games, they should give Colombia a tough test. They can score goals at times, but Colombia, I think they'll have too much firepower to lock in defensively. And even though they lost to Argentina in their last game in the semifinals, they only lost to my PKs. So having 50% of the possession... Had one more shot, shot than Argentina. <laughs> they had one more shot. That shit. <laughs> that shit, wow. That shit, wow. You better wipe, son. You better wipe. That happening. But they had one more shot with 14. And they could get out and attack. Especially once they put Meridiel on. That boy, he's a beast. So, my lock for this game. I'm taking Columbia. Minus 120. And I'm taking the over two and a half for a plus 230 odds parlay. Send it on a Friday night. And covering the final. The absolute. This, this is. This might be better than some of the Euro 2020 games. Like for real. You got Brazil plus 115 on the money line. Favorite against Argentina. Argentina sitting plus 270. Over under. I I don't think it's going to hit the over. If it does, that would be hella surprising. The under is minus 190. That's one where I could easily see it shift to an over under of 1.5. With the over being minus 190 favorite. So, if it does shift to that, I'm taking the over. But... Brazil coming in, 7-1-0 since June. Haven't lost yet, and they had one draw versus Ecuador, but that was one of those games where you're going to have it. You're going to have it here and there. They're averaging two goals a game, but as of late, not in the best form. They're coming off two okay wins, both versus Peru and Chile, both one nothing victories. And that 1-1 draw versus Ecuador. If they could get out on the right foot versus Argentina. And push them on their heels. Maybe Neymar could get sourcing them up. They they should be able to maintain at least at least 55% of possession. And I see him, see him having more shots on net than Argentina. But you know Messi. That boy be working his magic. And they're coming off... It's tough. It's going to be tough. Draw sitting at plus 210. I'm really debating with that. And then Argentina, on the other hand, they only let up more than one goal once. They really lock in defensively. And coming off the PK win over Colombia, Colombia is always going to be a tough team to play against. And especially Brazil coming into this game. They're missing Gabriel Jesus, which they won't have that attacking option, which could be tough if they go into extra time. But they already have a loaded bench. 
Richarlison. You could bring him on. You got Everton. You could bring him on. But up front, Firmino, he's missed a couple. Even though he's that Liverpool man, he's missed a couple chances before. Had me like, like, damn, son. You should be finishing those. And especially last season with Liverpool, he had some smooth finishes, some smooth passes, but it wasn't like the previous two years. So I, I think this season, honestly, I think it could be a make-or-break season for Firmino, for real. And especially in Klopp's system, we need that central attacking midfielder, that center forward, the man that could get the ball to the feet and really produce passes. And it's tough. You're trying to bring in Yota to do that. And Yota, he's a beast. Yo, we already seen him in the Euros for Portugal. Didn't have didn't have the best. I think he scored a goal or two. Didn't have the best Euros. Definitely missed some chances. But you know he is a beast. Had a hell of a season for Liverpool. And definitely started off crazy with the goals. But I, I don't think that, that position, that's for him. He's more of a wing player. And and it's tough. We already got Salah and Mane. And you know he's he's going to start Champions League games. Say we're already up on points. Or start those Premier League games on a Wednesday in between. Or start them Premier League games either on the Saturday or the Wednesday. Especially when you're playing FA Cup, Carabao Cup. That shit gets hectic. So I don't think he's a center forward, but he's that. He's that wing player that could come off the bench. So we definitely we definitely need to sign at least a solid striker or a solid little attacking midfielder. And lately, was crazy. I don't know if it's true, but shout out the Dutch. You know, I'm fucking with Netherlands. And it was it was rumored that Liverpool looking at Daniel Marlin. And last year, I'm pretty sure it was Man City looking at Marlin. They didn't pull the trigger. But if Liverpool could get Marlon from PSV, bruh, that boy is nasty. And he'd be a beast starting at striker with Salah and Mane. That shit would be absolutely ridiculous. And shout out Van Dyke, bruh. Let's give it up for Van Dyke. After that crazy injury from Pickford, bruh, he's back. He's expected to return to preseason. That's just gas. I'm wearing his jersey right now. I cannot wait for the season. And that's that's another either episode of two. Breaking down the top five leagues returning. We got return dates. Biggest transfers so far. Key players to look forward to. And the latest transfer rumors. So keep, keep your eyes peeled for that. Because that shit's going to be gas. But let's get back, back to the final. Bruh, Argentina, they're going on a streak where they got four draws and four wins since June. And they only let up one goal more than once. But in the last three games, they put up eight goals themselves. And I think I think this is going to be a game where they're just going to lock in defensively. It's Argentina versus Brazil. The draw sitting at plus 210, but my lock for this game is going to be Argentina plus 0.5. And if they don't win, I'm I'm guaranteeing them to at least 
pull off that draw. So if you're confident about the draw, sitting at plus 210. But I'm locking in Argentina plus 0.5. And those odds sitting at minus 135. So lock it in, lock it in. And shit, we kick it over to UFC. Nah. We'll hit you with the with the Euro 2020 final. That shit's going to be hectic time taking on that. Can I get a drum roll, please? That shit's going to be fire. Bongo's going to be out. Gong's going to be out. All that shit. All that shit. You already know. Boy, it's going to be partying, son. I cannot wait for Sunday in this Euro 2020 final. And... Kicking off at 3 p.m., we got Italy versus England. Bruh. 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 This is this is honestly one of the more intriguing finals that, I don't know, I've looked forward to in a while. You got England sitting plus 160 as the favorite. And that's only a slight favorite because Italy plus 200. Draw sitting at just around plus 200. That's that's leaning towards. Let's see the let's see the updated odds just to make sure. Cause we already know, all right, sportsbook trash ass app. So we gotta go over to fucking my bookie, but you already know they're locking shit down. Always hooking boys up, but see, oh, little bit of a change, little. Little bit of a change. We got Italy plus 190 now. That's a little bit of a shift. England sitting plus 150. Another little 10 point shift. And the draw sitting at plus 180. Now this is getting spicy. Over under sitting at one and a half. That's that's tough. I'm going to stay away from the over under in this game. There could be goals, but England... They've only given up one goal so far. And it was versus Denmark in the last game. And psh, that filthy. I was talking about Stark Poulsen, Dolberg, and Braithwaite. Bruh, I said that. And then Dems guy said, all right, hold my beer. That boy went up for that free kick. Straight rocket into that top left corner. That shit was filthy. And if you haven't seen it, make sure you go check that shit out. Because that shit was absolutely ridiculous. And shout out Dams God. I don't even... Actually, let's let's look it up. Show that boy love. Because I don't even know what league team he plays on. What club he plays for. Oh, he plays for Sampdoria. <laughs> and just 12 hours ago, ForzaItalianFootball.com, <laughs> Liverpool and Everton among Premier League clubs after Sampdoria's Mikel Damsgaard. That shit's hella funny. That boy hits that rock and all of a sudden folks are like, damn. And that's that's what always happens. If you go check out the previous shows, like we chop it up about, I always say we, but it's fucking, it's me. <laughs> but... We chop it up about there's going to be players where you haven't even really heard of them. They aren't big name stars yet. And all of a sudden they go into the tourney. They're on that big stage. 
bruh, they hitting transfer le transfers left and right. You got kids going to big clubs. Like Renato Sanchez went to Bayern a few years back. And then you got clubs cashing out on players, probably getting more money just because of their performance over in the uh, international tourneys. That shit's always gas. I love to see it. But England, that was the only goal they gave up so far. They're 4-2-0 in the Euros. Same record as Italy. Both got two draws. And and actually, <laughs> quick shit. Bruh, tell me why I said it was the quarterfinal. I'm thinking there's four teams left, so I'm thinking quarters. Shit, there's got to be four quarters. So, four teams, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> I go and look, like, hours later, or I think I'm watching the game. Bro, this shit says the semifinal. I'm like, damn, my dumb ass. I go back. I update it on Anchor, right? So, updates are across all platforms. And make sure you go check it out on all platforms. You already know Moon's on Anchor. We on Spotify. We on Apple Podcasts. And wherever you get your podcast, if you don't fuck with all them, if you ain't the bougie on Apple Podcasts, if you fucking with Spotify and Rogan, whatever you rocking with, make sure you go check out the Anchor Podcast and show us some love. <laughs> I said the Anchor Podcast, that shit's, that's our sponsor. And I'm a rock with them. But I can't believe that I put Cordafana. I felt so dumb. And I think on that podcast, or in the previous one, I was like, ah, oh, I hate shit, getting shit wrong. And I had checked something. I fact-checked myself during the podcast. And I got that that part wrong. I thought it was for sure, right? Um, boys is dumb out here. But back to the final. Italy coming in off that penalty kick victory over Spain. That shit was tough. They probably didn't deserve to advance. Spain had 70% of the possession. Nine more shots. And Spain, shit, they almost had as many shots on goal as Italy had shots in general. They had 16 shots in total. And Italy, to only get seven shots off, that means Spain locked in. and That's tough. That's tough. And you got to give it Shit, we're going to give it up for Spain right now. To leave Sergio Ramos at home. And still put on that performance. Like, granted, Emmerich Laporte, Man City, he, he's a savage. Playing alongside Ruben Diaz. That's why Man City's so good. When you buy your whole team and don't grow them from scratch, or you buy all the top players, you see what happens. But he's a beast in his own right. But then when you put Eric Garcia alongside him and they still perform, like, granted, they got the... The Man City link up. But still, he's not he's not of that quality yet, right? So for them to lock in like that, that shit was that shit was solid for Spain. And I don't know how they didn't win. That shit pff, I have no idea. And Marata, bro, that threw a ball, if he didn't finish that. And I was even knocking Marata. I was like, bro, if he gets out in the open field, he is not going to finish that breakaway. But he did. He threw the goalie off, right? Goalie thought he was going to go to the right post, curl it in or something. Nah. With the smooth finish, just, what is it, toe kicking? 
a tote push kick, whatever you want to call it. Just that shit was smooth, for real. And <laughs> Italy, they gave up a goal in their past three games. But Benucci and Chiellini, bro, they are ridiculous at center back. I, I, didn't, I didn't know how they perform. They getting up there in age, but that shit don't matter, bro. They play top notch. Them boys, top, top of the line, top of the line defenders for real. So it's, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. But England, coming off that dominating, like even though Denmark took them to extra time, England dominated that game. They had 20 shots. Denmark only had six. They held 58% of the possession. And the only goal of the tournament they've given up so far was that filthy free kick. I I think, and what's really leaning me towards England right now is those wins over Germany, Croatia, and now Denmark. Like, Denmark, they're solid defensively, and they still just gave up 20 shots. So, I think, think England... Put start soccer again. Soccer's a beast. Ar- he plays for Arsenal. That boy is a beast. So if they start him, I I think I think England I think England will take this one off for it. So we're gonna lock in England plus one sixty on the money line. And that that's my Euro twenty twenty final prediction and shit. Let's go look at it right now. See what's going on with it. What's up with... See, I can't even look at All Right Sportsbook because they don't even got the fucking odds out yet. That shit's awful. I want to look at a first goal score. You already know Moon's good for a first goal score. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, go check out the fucking latest hitters, bruh. I think it's from, what, April 3rd. So April to early July. I think exactly July 3rd. So, what, April, May, June. So, basically, three three months. The latest, latest three months, I compared that to the first hitters. I think there was there was a thread of nine posts. There was nine posts, so four pictures per. That, that shit's insane. That shit's absolutely insane. So, what was it, 36 hitters in the first one of 2020? Some parlays in there. And actually, I think there was a crazy, like, plus 9,000 odds parlay with uh, Alexander Povetkin. Boy knocked out Dinley and White in their first matchup. And shout out Povetkin, too, that boy. I think he hung up the boxing gloves. I think he, I think he hung them shits up. That's crazy. Let's give it up for him, too. That boy was straight cash. Off rip. He was always fun to watch. But I think... I think this latest latest hitters was pff, absolutely ridiculous. I think there's what eighteen posts in the thread. The last post only had two, but eighteen posts, seventeen times. Pff. And granted, obviously we lost two. Like everyone loses, but I think that shit's absolutely ridiculous to hit that many. And it's not just with, bruh. I found the sauce. Let me break it down quick. I found the source with either, and it's specifically hockey so far. I've been trying to find it with uh with soccer, seeing like, all right, word, 
So let me break it down quick. So when the over-under is sitting at, say it's five and a half, right? The game is three to two. Say we're talking soccer. Or even hockey. So over-under sitting five and a half. For it to hit the over, you need six goals total. Game sitting at three to two. So with soccer, I think if you parlay the over five and a half, which is obviously going to be plus odds because it's getting late in the game, around the 75th minute, whatever, whatever. But if you parlay the draw, which is obviously going to be plus odds too because for a tie to happen in soccer, you're going to need some late late match magic. Ooh, that, that was a smooth one right there, that late match magic right there. The LMM, bruh, if you get that and parlay them both, the only way you could get six goals and hit the over is if they do tie it up. Like, granted, the other team can score, but to switch it over to the hockey side of things, say a game is sitting, and I've hit it too. You go check out the hitters. Like, I think I hit one. At least, at least two. But there was a few. That I threw out there and the team tied it up. And then that's when you go and hedge your bet. And then you don't lose either way. So in hockey, it was going into the third period. Say a game is 3-1. to one. So you're sitting at four goals. Over under at five and a half. And the over under is probably at like plus 130 odds. For that team to win, they're probably sitting at plus 800. So at that time early in the third period. And this is what hockey you could look forward to it next year for real. Shout out Tampa Bay for winning the chip. Pull up for that. Hit the bongos, all that bullshit. But to get that cracking, you had, I don't know, plus 800 odds. And then the plus 130 odds, you parlay that, you get around like, I think, plus 1,700, plus 1,900 odds. And once you hit that, bruh. It's, that shit is big different. That shit is big, big different. And I didn't realize it until I went and hedged the bet, right? Because I had an ill parlay. I think I had like a five-team parlay. And all I needed was this team to win. And they were up three to one. So I was like, right, I'm going to throw the fucking, the whole account on this team. And then to hedge it, you go and hit the over with that team sitting as an underdog. So start of the third period, boom, 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 hit the over and hit the other team that's losing. All of a sudden, they tie it up, right? And that's when you hedge it because the odds will go to basically even because it's tied up. They probably scored two goals and not that quick. So it's like, what, six minutes to go in the game. So it's going to be basically even, especially if they head to overtime. That shit's basically like, what, minus 110, minus 120, something like that. So the bet on the other team is basically going to be like you're getting your return back. So you aren't losing any any bread when you're going and hedging that bet. So that that's some sauce. Hopefully I explained it correctly or thoroughly for y'all. Because when it comes to that, and I'm going to check it out with soccer too. Because I did it yesterday. I think there was a certain game. I think it was New England Revolution something. And it was three to three to one, and I was like, "Oh shit!" If they go to three to two, I'm gonna bet the draw. 
I'm going to bet the over five and a half. Granted, they didn't score the game tying goal. It was close as hell. But to bet it, bruh, odds are in your favor almost every time because you know whatever team is up by one goal, they're going to park the defense. They're probably going to let out more goal scoring opportunities just because they're parking the defense. And that's that's when it gets spicy. That's when it gets fun, for real. So, little, little sauce to look forward to with the... And you could even look forward to it in baseball, too. I haven't looked at it yet, but... Like, if whatever team is losing, say they're going into the 8th inning and ninth inning, you could look at the over-under on runs and say they're down a certain amount of runs and you look at the over-under and the only way to hit the over is if that team were to score them runs to win. Why not bet that team that's losing in the over, right? It's a a dope little parlay to put together. I've hit a few of them. Go check out the latest thread on Twitter. That's at Fantasy Moons. And even if you check out the main Twitter, at Robin, I think capital I, capital I, underscore, underscore. We, We saucing it up over there. And we're dropping all the locks. We dropped the Columbia lock before, I think, Dropped it around like 7 o'clock or whatever, right before the line, or right as the lineups dropped. So make sure you go check it out. We're getting into it. We're getting into it, man. And let's, let's kick it over. Yeah, that wraps it up with the soccer. Let's kick it over before we recap the finals. Let's kick it over to USC, bro. This is, this is the one. This is the one. Time ticking, shit's about to get straight spooky. I hadn't dropped that in a while, a little Mike Myers drop. Shit's about to get spooky. You already know, motherfuckers gonna be knocking. And if you watch the Cheech and Chong, keep on knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> that ass Cheech and Chong, big different. And if you know, you know, right? <laughs> if you know, you know. That shit hella funny. So, UFC 264. This shit, this shit big difference tomorrow night. Yo, I cannot wait for this one, bruh. Main event, we got McGregor versus Poirier. Dustin coming in as the favorite, minus 135, and that's that's well-deserved right there, all for it. Connor plus 115, coming in, 22-5 record, 19 knockouts. Dustin, 27-6, 13 knockouts with 7 submissions. And and that's the thing Connor got to look out for. He got taken down in the first round. And yo, tell me why I think I dropped a dropped a pod, did all that shit, and my ass fell asleep at like what, like eleven o'clock and missed the last fight. I woke up to see him lose, bro. That shit was hectic. But that that's the thing Connor got to look out for. No one was talking about how Dustin took him down in that first round, bro. And that that definitely wore on him. He took him down, held him down for what, two, three minutes? And you got Dustin coming in. He's 11-2 and two at lightweight. Connor, he's only 1-2 and two at lightweight. He lost to Dustin by knockout and got submitted by Khabib. And granted, he beat Cerrone, but we've seen Cerrone, who's a legend in the sport. Give it up for that man. Legend in the sport in his own right. I think he, what, has the most finishes ever? But he was at the tail end of his career. 
was one of those fights, Connor. All right, you you're fighting a person with a name who got some notoriety, but it's not really a huge victory. And if he could watch out for the leg kicks, because the leg kicks wore on him, and he could take keep them takedowns to a minimal. I th I think it could be tough for Dustin, but Dustin, one one of the top. If not the top. Because him or... I think Conor will have a tougher fight. But if Dustin fights Charles Oliveira... Bro, I'm taking Dustin all fucking day. And the only reason why that title fight ain't happening... Is because this fight is the fight everyone wants to see. I cannot wait, bro. And Dustin, over his last three fights... Is coming in with a 2-1 record. And... I think with a unanimous win over Dan Hooker and only getting subbed by Khabib, I think, and he, he's only got finished four times. He got subbed twice, he got knocked out twice, and one was to, one was to Connor early on. That could be lingering in the back of his head, but I don't think so. I think the perfect fucking combo he landed on Connor knocked his ass out. Yo, that right where Connor kind of fell, his left hand dropped, and boom, he hit him with that right, right on the left side of the chin. Boy, that shit was pinpoint perfect. I, I couldn't believe it when I seen the highlights. That shit, you had to give it to him, man. That boy worked so hard for that shit, and that was, that shit was, that shit was fire. That boy is a legend. Legend in the game, I say right now, bro. That boy is a legend. You beat Connor, eleven and two at lightweight. That boy had a ridiculous streak for everybody, for everybody in the game. Dustin, his name up there for sure. So this fight gonna be fireworks, and I'm. You already know. You already know who I'm gonna go. Who I'm gonna go with. I don't have to. I don't have to keep it going too long. We gonna. We gonna let the music rock. Where we at? Turn it up. Turn it up. Ole, 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 ole. Turn it up, son. <laughs> music to my ears, son. Let it rip. You already know. High stakes takes all moons. I'm locking in. Conor McGregor. Plus 115 on the money line. And if you think... Which I think... If he wins, there's only one way he's going to win. He's not going to go and submit him. He's not going to go and submit him, right? It's going to be Connor by knockout. The over-under sitting at one and a half. I'm staying away from that. But if he does knock him out, it's probably going to be early. I don't think he's going to drag him into the third round and then knock him out then, which he could. We've seen Connor. He put up, he put up a fight against Nate Diaz. He... Eddie Alvarez was a tough-ass fight. Left bloodied in that shit. He could go in there, but it's not a specialty. And if he does go in, you know the odds are going to shift in Dustin's favor. So, if you, if you think Conor's going to win, I'd probably take him by knockout, plus 125. Or take Conor, plus 115, and the under, 1.5. Because if he gets it done, it's going to be within the what? First seven and a half minutes, I think so. 
think that for sure. So those those are gonna be my two locks for the main event. Conor McGregor versus Poirier trilogy. That's it. The diamond. Shout out Louisiana. Shout out Theo Vaughn, that boy. And if you if you fuck with comedy and shit, go check out Theo's podcast. He got this past weekend. You got King and the Sting that drops at fucking I think Friday nights or whatever at midnight. And they're dope. They do a little premiere show and shit so you could watch it live. That shit's kinda dope, man. So I fuck with I fuck with Theo. And if Dustin wins, I, I won't even be mad. Dead ass. I'm Irish. I fuck with Connor. And even if he loses, bro, that's kinda still a legend. Legend in the game. That man legend walking. Straight goat. So this is gonna be a legendary fight. I cannot wait. Make sure you have your bottles ready. You pulling up. The motherfuckers got the bongos out. Cause time ticking on that motherfucker. And I already know whoever gets knocked out, everybody gonna be like, dang. I cannot wait. Now over to the cold main event where we got Gilbert Burns versus Wonderboy Thompson. Gilbert Burns coming in, second rank welterweight. Plus 130 underdog, which I think, I think that shit's probably going to move closer, closer to an even, more even odd spread, but Burns coming off that third round knockout in the championship fight to Usman, can't really knock him for that, he put up a decent fight, he caught Usman in that first round, kind of staggered him a little bit, but Usman recovered, dominated the rest of that fight, but before that, Burns was on a six-fight win streak with wins over Woodley, Maya, and Gunnar Nelson. That's some of his most notables. And his previous knockout loss was to Dan Hooker back in 2018, but he's been active. He's been getting after it. And I think he's the more well-rounded fighter in this one. You got Wonderboy coming in. He's that, he's that karate type. He got an ill jab. He got ill leg kicks, and that boy knows how to keep distance and shit, but even though he stuffs over 70% of takedowns, Gilbert Burns could get after you, and he's been known to submit some folks. So I I look at Wonderboy lately. He's coming off a decision win over Jeff Neal, which is no throwaway, but he had 200 more strikes, dominated that fight, but in the fight before that, he got knocked out by Anthony Showtime Pettis, who's not even in the UFC anymore. And I just seen him lose in that PFL. That's just tough, man, because one of my favorite fighters still. And it's always dope to watch him because you, you know he's going to stand in there and trade and throw some crazy punches and strikes and shit. So shout out, shout out Showtime. You'll get back at it. You'll get back at it. That boy been cash before. But... Getting knocked out by Pettis, only two and three since 2017. And his last finish it was in 2016 over Johnny Hendricks. So I don't I don't really see him just beating up Gilbert Burns with strikes. I I, th- I think in this one, I'm gonna take Gilbert Burns plus one thirty just based off the fact that he's a more well rounded fighter. And if he does get Wonderboy to the floor, Wonderboy's not big enough to get up or and especially because he got some ill ground game. 
that ass. Gilbert Burns will submit you. Don't put it past him. And with them hands, we seen we seen Wonderboy get knocked out by Pettis. And I think Burns got more power. He, he's not more. Actually, I don't know. Because Pettis has been losing lately. See, I don't know if he's more technical. But Gilbert Burns, training for a karate fighter, he's probably been in there with the hands getting more technical. So we'll, we'll see what happens if he can land one of them. It's going to get spicy for real. Because if, if he lands one, if he could pressure him, maybe get him in the clinch, get him up against the fence, and dominate him like that, get Wonderboy tired, that's when he'll get that takedown in there. That ass. Because Wonderboy, he's going to want to keep that distance, keep that karate style. So it's definitely going to be one of them. I love watching the matchup too. You got a well-rounded fighter who could take it down. Then you got that karate dude who's... Stuffing over 70% of takedowns, so we'll see who wins on that portion. So I'm going to lock in Gilbert Burns plus 130 and another fire fight in that co-main event. And on to the fight before that, bro. What's this? The tri-event? <laughs> we got the co-main event. We got the tri-main event. Shit, that's what I'm going to call it. But Greg Hardy versus Tai Tuivasa, which should be a fire Fire heavyweight fight. Greg Hardy, plus 115 on the money line. Tied to Ivasa. He's sitting minus 135 favorite. Over under, one and a half in this one. I wouldn't be surprised seeing it go either way. Because both of them ain't going to try to take each other down. It's going to be standing and trading. And it's going to be a lit ass fight. And hopefully, honestly, I fuck with Greg Hardy. Because you know I'm a Panthers fan. And he got drafted by the Panthers and... Everyone does some, make some mistakes, and I ain't going to speak on none of that shit because we see where he at now, and it's dope to see people change. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Ty to Vasa win off for it, walking off that octagon and then doing a fucking shoey. Just give me a whole boot, y'all. I'm trying to see someone's Louis V boot, and he's just drinking a nice cause Light, something saying, Sam Adams out that bitch, bro. <laughs> that ass tied to Ivasa Wilding. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, he be he be doing a shoe and that's where I guess he pour a beer and like whatever shoe you got on and that man drink it out of the shoe, bro. That boy <laughs> I looked at that the first time I said Damn. That shit was hectic, but guess what? He's drawing fans. And if you a true UFC fan and you watched him, he hasn't really been that active over the past couple years, but if you've seen him, especially it's dope to see fans back. I guess it's going to be a full crowd over there in Vegas. Shit's going to be lit. Shit's going to be hella lit. And I wouldn't mind seeing it. Deadass, if he doesn't get knocked out, he may still do the shoey, even if he loses. So in this fight, we got Greg Hardy coming off his first knockout loss, like his first First legit loss in the UFC. Well, well, first legit knockout. He lost to Marcin Tabera, who he's up and down, and you never know what you're gonna get out of Tabera. But he's a leg not a legend in the game, but he's a vet in the game, which he can take you down. We seen him take Greg Hardy down, beat him up, and got that. I'm pretty sure second round TKO victory over him. So. First knockout loss in the UFC. We'll see how Greg Hardy responds, but 
He's seven and three so far. Got six knockouts, and his two other losses came by unanimous decision to Volkov. And Volkov's a beast. That boy, we already know Volkov. Was he like six five, six six? That boy was standing trade. So for Greg Hardy to get a decision out of that fight, that's good for especially for someone who's so new and new to the game and not even like new to the UFC, like new to straight mixed martial arts and that shit in general. So to get a decision versus him, that's that's not too bad for real. And the other one, he got disqualified over that illegal knee, which he was dominated that fight. Probably had dude on the on the brink of knockout. And then just threw a random knee. Right? That's gonna happen when you got somebody who has six fights on his record all time and they're all in the UFC. So that's Greg Hardy, he's he's the young fighter. He's building some leg kicks. He got that he got that knockout power. But Tai Tuivasa coming off back to back knockout victories. Knocked out last dude who had a seven and seven and four record random. I think it's like Hermanson or something like that. It wasn't wasn't the big name, Jack Hermanson. It was like Haraxon or something like that. But knocked him out in 49 seconds. That was his only fight in 2020. And in his fight before that, he knocked out Stefan Struve with the last second first round knockout. That shit was wild business. And coming in with 11-3 and record, 10 of them by knockout. And his only knockout loss came to Dos Santos, which Dos Santos, he's a beast. And he went on a little bit of a run himself. I, this is gonna. This is a tough one to call. I don't think it's gonna go to de, to a decision. And with the over under sitting at one and a half, probably gonna stay away from it. I think. I think if Greg Hardy could go in there, and every honestly, every time I seen Greg Hardy fight, it looked like he got better. He learned something. And in the last fight, even though he got taken down, that boy, how many fights does Tabera got? At least over twenty. That ass. So, I think, especially with Tuivasa, not, not he's not gonna want to take him down. If you watch the press, it was hella funny. He's talking about how do you think it's gonna go, blah blah blah, or talking about like the strengths in each one. He was like, he's big and strong, and all fat and strong. <laughs> like good ass personality that dude, that ass. If you, if he wins, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it at all. But for this one, I'ma lock in Greg Hardy. I think he's going to knock him out. I'll take Greg Hardy plus 115. That shit's spicy. That shit's spicy. And that's that's the biggest fights. My locks for the UFC 264. And honestly, to kick off the main card, you got O'Malley. I'm staying away from it. He's minus 800. If you add O'Malley and the over one and a half, which is not a bad little parlay, it'll leave you at what? think plus 140 odds it's it's not bad especially when he's talking about this dude Moutinho who just stepped in randomly and he's talking about how he he's a tough fighter it's gonna be tough this and that I don't think O'Malley's capping I think he's being for real I think he thinks it's, it's gonna be a tough fight first round he, he might he might beat him up Moutinho might get some shots in and we've seen who's the dude O'Malley fought who 
Give him a tough ass fight. Fuck. Pretty sure it was like. It was. Pretty sure it was part of Faber's camp. I think it was the Hawaiian dude. Shit. Yeah, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? It was back in 2018. Oh, yeah, Sukumta. Yeah. See, even that, that was the decision when that dude took him all three rounds. But in 2020, oh, yeah, Marlon Vera knocked out O'Malley. Granted, O'Malley, he got hurt in that. I think he, like, broke his foot or some shit. But after that, or before that, Versus Eddie Wyland. It was that was that easy like one two, twenty four and fifteen record. You know what I mean? Getting shit thrown to him, and then Jose Quinones. That was supposed to be another like decent tough fight, but round one knockout within two minutes. And this fight, it's it's kind of crazy because people are trying to say he's fighting nobodies. He's coming off that third-round knockout victory over Thomas Almeida. And Thomas Almeida, that ain't no slouch right there. That boy, he's a beast. I remember when Cody Garber knocked him out. But O'Malley, this this ain't no walk in the park. That ass. I think, see, this is tough. Dude came in with fucking green hair. 9-4 record. I'm staying away from it, but it's always dope to watch O'Malley. The other couple fights on the card who are going to be sneaky. We got Carlos Condit versus Max Griffin. Condit plus 160, Max Griffin minus 190 favorite. That's going to be a hell of a fight. Another crazy fight too. Nico Price versus Michael Pereira. Bro, that shit's going to be hectic. Pereira minus 170 favorite. Price sitting plus 145 on the money line. I I, I can't call it. I can't call it. And honestly, Pereira, he's always one of them fighters where you never know what he's going to do in the octagon. And to put him on a card in Vegas where you have a full house of fans for the first time, you got to give it up to to the UFC for that. This is going to be a hell of a fight card. And the other one, Brad Tavares versus Akhmedov. That's another fight. I'm pretty sure what. I think Akhmedov, plus one, 140 on the money line. He could get it done if he takes Tavares down. But we've seen Tavares standing, throw his punches before. That boy's a beast. So that's another fight I'm looking forward to. I think that's early. That's early on the prelims. But UFC 264, gonna be gas, bruh. Make sure you have your shit pulled up. All for it. Where, where we at? That's just gonna be a party. And I hope I ain't fucking straight sleeping this time. That us. Dropping this pod, gonna put in the edits and shit. Make sure this shit crisp. This shit crispy clean. Like them crispy creams. Like, if y'all ever had crispy cream before, them, but, them bitches go crazy. I don't know what that was. If y'all heard that on the mic, but. Sound like someone slamming something outside the muffin. 
Them boys be wilding sometimes. But let's go over the little recap of the last show. Yero, I even have quarterfinals written down, bro. This shit ridiculous. It was actually the semifinal. I can't believe I did that. But we locked in Italy plus 140. Ended up being tied. Going to extra time. And shout out Solo. I guess that man hit a draw on both games. In the England versus Denmark game. Even though England dominated so much. Our lock for that one. Was Denmark plus .5. Locked that bitch in. And the NBA Finals game one, bruh. We was all over it. We was all over it. We had the Suns. Minus 250 lock. And I said as long as Giannis is out. Which. Pff, randomly. It went from doubtful. To questionable. And it was crazy. Because I looked right before I dropped the pod. I had to make sure. I was like alright. Let me see that he's doubtful for this game. This that. Went and looked. Alright word. Bro I dropped a pod. Do the edits. Go look at the shit. It says he's upgraded to questionable. I was like, this mother... I couldn't just edit the shit in now. I had already dropped the pod. I was like, that shit hectic, for real. But we had DeAndre Ayton over 15 and a half points. And Mikael Bridges. Shout out Mikael, for real. That boy, his over-under for points in the first game, 10 and a half. His over-under in the second game. 11 and a half, only boosted by a point. And then he goes and drops, what? What, 21? I'm pretty sure. Last time I had looked at it, that boy had like 21 early on. Oh, these mother hubbers. Oh, damn. See? I just went, went on my app to make sure and these motherfuckers scored. That is insane, bro. Peru scored right before that. That's crazy. So now... The only way for the over to hit <laughs> is if Columbia going to win this game. That That's hectic, but that's how it goes sometimes. But for sure, Mikael Bridges, let me just make sure I'm getting that man's stats correct. That boy drops 27. He had the second most points on the team. And he would have would have the most, but Devin Booker, would that man hit five second half three pointers? Went seven and twelve from three. Dropped thirty-one and forty-four minutes. Shoo, woo. That boy was out there balling off rip. And I know I I predicted after three games, the series is gonna be two to one. I was pretty sure for the Suns. I think it's still going to be like that. I think the Bucks are going to take this next game. The Bucks are favored by four points, which losing second game by 10 points and then losing the first game by 13 points. Wow, that's kind of fish scales. That uh, Suns put a 118 in both games. That's fishy. That's fishy. Now if the next game... Yo, imagine the Bucks go 118 in the next game, bro. I'd be I'd be finished with it. That ass, that shit would be so spooky. But I think I think we're gonna drop I, We ain't gonna drop a lock right now. 
We're gonna we're gonna check out the props. We're gonna get that shit out. What game? When I think that's Sunday, game three Sunday. We're gonna drop that along with bruh. U.S. men's national team. I fuck with Pulisic, McKinney. Bro, they they get busy over there. Sergiano Dest. Bro, they got they got some dogs that could perform. And Timothy Weyer. Who's the other striker they got? Zardes, he's all right. But he, I think he's... Oh, yeah. Did he get called up? Is that why he's not playing for the crew tonight? Because the Columbus crew are on. I think they're down 2-1. Oh, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, bro. Juan Cudrado. What is good? He just tied up the game for Columbia. Let's go. Send that shit. 1-1 in the 51st minute. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure y'all go check out the locks on Twitter. Drop all the locks on there. Bro, on that Sunday show... Keep an eye out for that MLB lock, bro. Shout out X2. I think he texted me. Shit, I don't even I don't even remember the day. He texted me the other day. He was like, yo, Blue Jays or Rays? You know, I had to go peep game. Hadn't even looked at it. Went and broke it down. And whoever the Rays pitcher was, that dude's a beast. He's youngin'. That dude's a beast. But it was a tough pitcher matchup. But I was like... I forget what pitcher it was, but you look at the matchups, look how that man performs, locked in the Blue Jays, and I, I hope he picked them because you know I did. I parlayed him with, uh, I think, England in the over. No, no, no. Yeah, it was that same same day, England in the over. What day was that? July 3rd, maybe? Yeah, it was. Yo, Ukraine. They play Ukraine in the Blue Jays. Yo, one six to three. And actually, I could drop that name, that picture. I give him Shane McClanahan. That boy, he only allowed what three hits, two earned runs, had five Ks and five and a third. That boy, he's not too bad off rip. It's 66 Ks and 50, 56 innings. That boy, he got some potential, dead ass. But we hit that little three-teamer. We had England and the over and the Blue Jays. I think it was like plus 600 odds, but that's in the thread. Make sure you go check out the thread. And Home Run Derby Monday, make sure you locked in for that. Otani, he out there as the favorite, plus 375 odds to win it. He, kid's ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. The other, other players in the home run derby, we got Joey Gallo. And we're gonna, as I say, the names is ranked as in Otani's the favorite. And the last name is the least favorite to win at plus thousand odds. We got Joey Gallo, Pete Alonzo, Matt Olson from the A's, Salvador Perez, the catcher. Juan Soto, Trev Story. You already know Trey Mancini. That's dope that he got the nod. That ass. What he like beat cancer, came back out there just straight. Hitting them dang it, son. Hitting them shits all over the park. So this is gonna be a lit home run derby. I can't wait to see it. 
and Otani as the favorite, plus seven three seventy five. We gotta see, we gotta see, cause they they're doing it. I'm pretty sure they're doing it at what Coors Field, right? Let me make sure. Oh, did bro? What the fuck? Tell me why I look it up, right? It's gonna, it's gonna tell me some shit from 2019. Like that's gonna do any year. Is that Coors Field, bro? And Colorado, them balls are gonna be flying out of there, dead ass. We might even see some 500s. We already know Joey Gallo. That boy be hitting moon shots. Juan Soto, Juan Soto is sneaky. That ass. And Trev Story as an infielder, boy got some pop in his back. So it should be should be a lit home run derby and even even an all-star game. That just get that shit gets lit when you got all the top pitches versus all the top batters in the game. Those little matchups, those shit's a dope. So some little things to look forward to. And on that note, we gonna we gonna end it with that. Where we at with it? We gonna end it with that. You already know that Ole. Ole. Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. That con. That it said Kanye, Jay Z type beat, but shit. You already know if it was, you'd have to send them residies. <laughs> Hot sticks. He's back with another one on this Friday night. Make sure you peep that UFC 264 and Copa America going crazy. Euro 2020 going crazy. All moves going crazy. HST locks going crazy. Make sure you subscribing. Make sure you liking. And we dropping all the locks on the IG and on all the social medias. And on that note, we out of here. Turn that beat up and spark that. That's love.